When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone, for everyone listening, for the people at home, I get to see Laura in a week and a half. She's coming to London. The pod's going to be IRL. We're actually going to record a hilarious, I mean, who knows what, who knows what kind of pod it's going to be, but we're going to go to dinner, we're going to have a few wines, and then we're going to record you something. In the, in my little lounge. You're going to see the lounge? That Harry Styles saw? Oh, I wish. No. I was homesick that whole week. <gasps> for everyone listening, Harry Styles was in my area the other week, oh. literally outside my flat, apparently for coffee, and I was homesick that whole week and just lying here. And you know what? Away. Welcome to Culture Vulture, your fucking bona fide <laughs> favorite pop culture podcast, which has been off for a few weeks. Laura's been sick. I've been moving countries. I've been losing everything along the way. Yeah, I think that's the headline here. (laughs) That is the headline. Laura's been sick, but more importantly, Luce uprooted her whole life. No, but do you know what? I did a solo pod. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, we never listen back. And I saw saw Luce say that she did a solo pod, and I was so close to clicking on it. I was so close. No. It's something that we won't do to each other. Um, (laughs) And solo pods are a rare rare thing. They're a real thing. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. For everyone who can't see this, Lucy's actually in a tent. Oh, yes. In her lounge. You, I'm assuming her lounge. Yes. Is it your bed? It's my lounge. And she's in a, essentially like a child's fort. And I'm imagining you talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm 70 minutes last week. <laughs> Sweating. It's in... giving dog with a blog. No. It's huge dog with a blog energy it's huge like shouldn't have friends energy or like the only way I can do this is because I'm so used to being on my own in a fort recording no Laura for an an hour where is Belle when this is happening is she sitting outside the fort no no so uh Belle was out working somewhere not sure where the first time tonight she's out on a date so I know She's getting back oh, in the game. I know. Sorry. I wonder okay, if she... how does one meet people in Lisbon? Um, it's on the apps. I will say it's on the apps. On the apps. On the apps. Um, oh, my God. So... A full review next week, please. Yes, Belle. I know. So don't see that in the cards for me quite yet because I'm quite a acquired <laughs> taste. I'm actually a really happy in my foot. Because um... I'm actually a, I'm like a bit of a medium mogul, so I just don't know if the apps – like, if I could give away my identity. No, I'm kidding. I wish I'm taking a photo of this. I wish there was a visual for you all <laughs> to see. Me in the fort. I should be getting this for close friends. Laura, people have been wondering where the fuck you've been. Oh. Obviously, they know where I am, but thank God you're back because... I know. I've been... Apologies, everyone. I have had... I mean, I don't know what. There's apparently... COVID's everywhere in London right oh. now. 
I was looking after my nephews for a weekend and they're all they're all at like school bugs. I don't yes. know. I have been out. Like I don't think I've taken more than three sick days ever. I know. And I was gone. I was gone. Completely gone. That was a week. huge for you. I had like a mini breakdown by the end of it and I said to Rupert, like, Am I okay? And he was like, You're just you've just not seen anyone for a week and you're extroverted. Oh. <laughs> like, that's really sad. Well, <laughs> Not to make this about me, but imagine knowing no one. Not, <laughs> Not to make this about me, but Lucy actually was in isolation in the south of no. New Zealand for the past three months. <laughs> and now she's in a tent in a foreign country. And I don't speak the language and it's my own goddamn fault, but also it's very oh. isolating not even be able, being able to listen to gossip. Oh, but wait, anyway. Lisbon pop quiz. Have you had any green wine? I haven't. Verde? I haven't. <gasps> not yet. Are you joking? No, I'm what? not kidding. I know. Why? Have you had a... Pastel de nata. Yeah, yep, I have. Um, love that. Have you had? I don't know what else I had there. Oh, white sangria. I had that a lot. I haven't had that. No. Everything I have for you is food related. I know, I can't help and I love it because shit you should cook about over there. Um, what mm. I have had is a really good time. What I have done is <laughs> announced our book today, um, which is crazy. Tell us more. You can all hear about it on the podcast, like directly before this, but. Just, I'm, I'm even not going to go into it right now because I know I'll be going into it for like the next year. But Laura has known the whole time we've been basically working on it. But we have been working on a book called Make It Make Sense, which is going to be the cutest, hottest collection of, I struggle to call them essays because you know that we don't do NCEA yeah. vibes. You know, we don't no. do, we don't do things that are hard to understand. Mm-mm. So... It's just going to be a collage of things for you to read that's going to make you feel really good and safe. I liked the way you talked about it, how it was like conversations with friends, not oh, Sally Rooney conversation with friends, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Like an actual. No, it's going to be better. Just, Wait a minute. It's going to be better, actually. Wait a minute. <laughs> but it's like talking to your friend, how you'd imagine that. And yeah. I think the title is brilliant. I think everyone <laughs> loves, everyone loves how you speak. And I feel like we've spoken about this before. Everyone wants to, like, hear your voice through things. And having a book and a platform to do that is so cool. Oh, it's just going to be – it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be fucking cool. And the thing is, right now, only the Cisco supporters know about it. So all of you listeners, while I'm talking about this, none of you even know. It's, it's just a secret. Oh. So, oh, that was the announce. So that was the announce. So, um, no, <laughs> that we announced it yesterday. Um, whenever you're listening, it's been announced. I promise. <laughs> anyway, Laura, um, famously, our first podcast back, and I have booked us, thought we were doing it an hour earlier, dare I say. I ran the way that I ran home. The way way that that I ran. The way that Laura ran. Um, (sighs) Because, you know, we're used to having a 12-hour time difference. So try and put (laughs) us on the same time difference and I'll fuck it up. Um, So so we're sort of rushing, but all I have to say is what describes your week. For me, I can breathe again. She got her voice back metaphorically, literally. I physically had lost my voice last week. And some of the week prior. So honestly, I'm just happy to be healthy, happy to be out there living. For me? Um, one of my <laughs> friends moved here. For me? Oh, who? Humpst. Tess. Did she? Yeah, she's moved here. So I've been hanging out with her, which has been Aww. amazing. She, I mean, she was um, spending a bit of time on your couch or on your floor. She spent a lot of time on the old air mattress, which Aww. has um, been retired because it's officially popped. So oh. if you're listening, any of my friends, you can come here. Oh. 
That's There's no room. Me coming to London at the end of next week. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you can stay, Liz. You can stay on the couch. I can stay in between you and Rupert. Oh, that's stunning. <laughs> You're going to meet Stanley Tucci live. I know. <gasps> we should get him on the pod. I, oh, he can make his debut next week. Oh, guys. Oh, everyone, aren't you lucky? <laughs> This is what happens when me and Lucy don't catch up first. No. It's actually chaos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, okay. What describes my week is Lucy? Um, being an absolute rat bag in Lyon. We just went to the Rugby World Cup in Lyon. And one, it was fucking amazing. Two, I like fell in love with everyone. Three, we got back on to the... the I don't want to sound like a bitch right now. VIP bus on the way home with the likes okay. of Richie McCaw, etc. And it was silent. It was like I someone had died. That. It was like someone had died. And to be clear, they had won. The All Blacks had to won. To be clear, they'd won by nearly 100 points, everyone. But everyone was silent. And we were like, are you all too used to this or what? Because we kind of needed this for the World Cup. Like, I'm not a rugby girl, but I know we needed this win. And we just were turned into rat bags and started racking up everyone. And no one knew who the fuck we were. No one knew where we were from, who we were, what we were doing there. They probably thought we were people's daughters just along for the ride. And we just turned into total rat bags. And almost the way where you get anxiety the next morning because you've acted like such oh, a... Yeah. It was like... You'll probably be the same. It was like people would be just talking to us and I'd be like, yeah, I've moved from London to Italy to blah, blah in the last five years. And we'd be like, so why are you scared of stability? Or like, what is it that? Oh, no, no. <laughs> so tell me more about being at Enneagram no, it was like, oh, Laura has rubbed off on me in a huge way and get me and Val together. <laughs> and it was just like, so, so yeah, my, my. What describes my week is being is being a rat bag, um, and a total a total rat, rat bag. bag, and I think it's going to continue for my time in Lisbon. I just want you to expand on point two for me on falling in love with everyone. Oh, Talk me through that. Um, just like meeting people that aren't from New Zealand that every single person in your orbit knows is like oh. really opening me up to like okay. It's quite good when not everyone knows you or your brother or your best friend or your second cousin. Or your cousin or, yep. You know? So. Oh, yeah. Just no one in particular, just one in love. But, okay, oh, don't want to name names. No, I don't want to okay. name names. And is it okay, everyone? No. <laughs> with with <laughs> Bell and with Laura and with Lauren who took us there. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, but okay, Laura, did you see Ruby's Should I Care this week? Okay, I just want to say, so Ruby started, because I never used to see these. These only went to loose. Now I have the beautiful insight yes. of reading producer Ruby's notes. The girl is funny. No. The girl has some things to say. Thank you, because she's just like, she'll leave us notes and like, don't know why I put this in. Do you care? I don't even know if I do. Sorry for the weird story. Not quite sure about this Not, one. Um, it's like, anyway, bitch, see ya. You've given us three. This is one of three. Like, mm, 
no, I'm obsessed. And she'll like, we have our morning whips, our morning work in progresses. And she'll be like, I hope you like the shit I hear this week. There were some weird ones in there. And I'm like, no. So then we've got Tupac this week, Laura. Oh. No, it's actually the, I'm sorry. the blessing of a lifetime having Ruby do this. Yeah, it's really good having Ruby do this. Okay, okay. take us away, Ruby. So, rap legend Tupac was killed over 27 years ago um, in 1996. Um, and Laura, I don't know if you know, but this was a murder that like sparked a bunch of conspiracy theories, documentaries. Yeah, I didn't know much about this. So this is actually this good. I was going to ask you this just as a detour, kind of. I wondered, I feel like I was on the very end of it. Like it was still part of popular culture. But like when I was very young, I would say like yeah. a little bit younger and I would have totally missed it. And I feel like you're what, three years younger than me. Yeah, so And I almost feel like it would have been out of your orbit slightly. Well, it happened a year before I was born. So mm. I, I mean, I knew who Tupac was, but only when my little brothers like started listening to him probably as teenagers. So I didn't really know any of this, but Rubes has written here. Thank you, Ruby. In case you need a refresher or are just too young to remember, Tupac, the rapper, was shot and killed just off of the Las Vegas Strip on September the 7th, 1996. He was driving in a BMW on the way to an after party. Um, He was in a convoy of about 10 cars. They stopped at a traffic light and a white Cadillac pulled up alongside them and fired eight shots. Tupac, who had been leaning out the window to flirt with a nearby woman, was hit four times and died less than a week later at the age of only 25. So young. I know. You feel like because he's like renowned as such a legend, you always think that they're older. Like you always think so, they so must young. have been older. And so after all this time, the police in Nevada have finally arrested someone, which I guess is kind of crazy because this has been like Mm. unknown 27 years later yeah right? i mean we still don't know but at least he's an arrest so Dwayne keffy d davis a former gang leader and one of the last surviving witnesses to the crime was indicted for murder for allegedly orchestrating the drive-by shooting um apparently it happened after Dwayne's nephew orlando baby lane anderson was involved in a physical confrontation with tupac the night of the shooting um, and he's actually been a suspect for the killing. But it was actually, this is the bit I found fucking interesting. It was actually in Dwayne's own confessions in his memoir that he wrote in 2019 that his involvement for the shooting like sort of reinv- reinvigorated the case and then led to his arrest. So like in the book, Dwayne had said, I'm the only one alive who can really tell you the story about the two-part killing. And he wrote that about that night in his book, including the line, the moral of the story, real gangsters are nothing to fuck with. Then jumping on my nephew gave us the ultimate green light to do something to their ass. Um, he also wrote about his guilt, saying at this point in my life, I could say that I have a deep sense of remorse for what happened to Tupac. He was a talented artist with tons of potential to impact the world. Mm. Which is so interesting to put all that in a memoir. Like, what is clout, a little bit of clout worth, if it's going to then get you indicted? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. So the district attorney alleges that Dwayne's book supports the claim that he was the on-site commander in the effort to kill Tupac and that he acquired the firearm. He was arrested last Friday after police police raided his house and all Ruby has to say on this is that 
This story is a bit different for Should We Care, but also I feel like it's something I always knew about but never sought out the details. And then she poses the question, so do you guys care? I think it would be insane not to care, right? Yeah, I think I totally care, especially because it was like almost a confession by memoir. Yeah, that is crazy. I think the length of time that's passed as well. Yeah. Hopefully this brings some kind of solace and peace. And do we know when the actual trial is happening? Don't know. Does Ruby? Well, Perhaps. <laughs> next week. Stay tuned. Next week, Ruby. You'll be keeping us up to date. Bless her because she always has to, she also has to edit this of us like talking to her about her. And now we're giving her work. Okay. This next one is a very Laura coded. This um, is very story. Laura coded. Kim Kardashian and Kourtney Kardashian are feuding again. Oh, have you watched it, Luz? Have you watched it? Haven't watched it, been seeing since oh, it's on TikTok. My goodness. This, because, when this came out when I was sick, oh, oh chef's kiss. Chef's that is kiss. like chicken soup for your soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, Not the books. No, so, okay. This is funny because last season, obviously, they were having that big fight. But the fight seemed so fucking stupid. It was just about Dolce and Gabbana and Kim taking Courtney's, like, halo or whatever. And do you reckon it always felt like there was something deeper? Oh, definitely. I think, like, obviously not knowing them at all and (laughs) only knowing what we're showing by them. Yep. But I think, especially with siblings, there's always going to be something going on below the surface and... Yes. You know, there's a symptom, but then there's always the cause underneath it. And I think the fact that Absolutely. this has returned this quickly definitely shows that. So this, like, newest era of the fight, after the whole Dolce and Gabbana thing, um, started with Courtney saying, you cannot stand someone else being the centre of attention. You came to my wedding, you couldn't be happy. You complained from the second you got there till the second you left. So we're still on the wedding bandwagon. Um, but then shit hit the fan because Kim tells Courtney that they have a group chat with Courtney's friends without her. Can you imagine? No, I, that's like traitor vibes. Can you imagine? All your friends call us complaining. Whether you think they're the ones going to you, they're all coming to us on the side saying the opposite to us. So we know and we have to funnel what your friends are saying to us and have to figure out why you're such a different person and why you have this vendetta. Like, sorry. And then Kim also adds that Courtney's own kids come to Kim with problems that they're having with Courtney. That's like, that's a dig, but it's also like just generally something you probably do if you have a close auntie or close like godparent or something like do you know what I mean? Sometimes your parents aren't the person you want to go to about your problems with them. Oh, I just, the group chat part. No. So, so okay, Kim then reveals that they have a side chat and apparently they have side chats like without everyone, but this one is called Not Courtney. This one's called Not Courtney. So, so they have a group chat and apparently, apparently, it's not actually with Courtney's friends. It's just Courtney has said the members of the chat are namely Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie. Case closed. But, so she commented that on someone's Instagram Publicly. post, which for me is crazy because I feel like these things always play out, but they very rarely, even though they're on the show and they know they're going to be public, I feel like they very rarely then engage with it in real time in real life. Yes. But the fact that she commented, I'm like, oh, this is still going. Like, no, literally, like, 
and and maybe it's marketing. I mean, we always have to ask that question when it we comes. Do. And to if it is, it's working because here we are. I mean, because here we are. And so, essentially, where we're at is that Courtney's then posted a screenshot of her own group chat with her friends, basically trying to say that they're not in the not Courtney, and oh. Kim threw them under the bus by saying that the friends were in the not Courtney group chat. But then, okay, Laura, I thought you'd find this interesting. I saw a really an interesting TikTok, which I haven't fact-checked, which I'm trying to live fact-check right now, um, that Courtney might have these deep, deep issues because Travis Barker was once yes. k- obsessed with Kim with Kardashian. With Kim. I was literally going to bring this up. Laura. So tell me, what do you know? <laughs> well, no, I do think we need to fact-check this live because I don't have the stats, but it was basically in Travis's memoir. Okay. So Travis wrote a book. And yep. in the book, I I think we should pull it up because I I've got I it. Think his, okay, great. What did I've he say in the book? <laughs> in the book titled "Can I Say Living Large, Cheating Death, and Drums, Drums, Drums"? Sorry, that beats make it make sense. Um, Barker reflected on meeting Kim Kardashian while he was in an on and off relationship with Paris Hilton. She was working with Paris Hilton as a closet organizer at the time, and Barker says in his memoir. Um, I keep on sec- I kept on secretly checking out Kim, he tells Lil Chris. I don't care if she's the closet girl, she's fucking hot. To and be clear, he- Kim worked for Paris's wardrobe team. <laughs> she's yes, the closet girl. She was in the closet. <laughs> the literally. Closet girl. Um Barker reiterated the same time in interviews around that time that he loved curvy girls, calling Kim Kardashian eye candy, saying he couldn't keep his eyes off her. Um and apparently, yeah, he just had this bit of an infatuation. I mean, this is from one Yahoo Yahoo article that I've just gotten up to live fact check. I just feel like that has to be causing yes. some kind of friction un- or maybe not even uneasiness under the surface. It's like... You'd never stop thinking about it. You'd, you'd never... Like, okay, my husband... You know, once. once wanted to be with my sister. Or wrote think, about it. And wrote about it. That's the thing. And that must be at some point causing a bit of this. Yes. I, I actually, when I saw that TikTok, I was like, okay, this kind of, this kind of actually adds a bit of context. But maybe, I mean, maybe they're totally over it. But I actually, I know you care about that. I do care about it as well. I think the not Courtney chat is just iconic. Oh, for all the wrong reasons. Oh, obviously it's terrible, but look, who are we if not enablers or gossipers? Okay, I have to say, this next story Ruby warned me about, and I've not actually read before we got on. Okay, she's called it, Brie, Brie Larson has had a calling, and then she said, this is not really a story, but it was brought to my attention by the newsletter Gossip Time, and it was kind of too random not to talk about. So the actress Brie Larson posted a photo to Instagram, and she captioned it this. Okay, now everyone, you're getting my live reaction because I've not read this before we've gotten on the mic. Over the holidays last year, my inner voice was telling me to dance. I don't have a dance background, so these thoughts were strange to me but it felt like something inside of me wanted to come out. I called my friend Daisy Kate underscore J to pick her brain and little did I know that my life would not be the same. She connected me with Charlie Archers and I explained this urge with the mission that I would dance at least six hours a day. 
What? That's an entire school day. Six <laughs> for as minutes. For as many days as possible. Every day we'd get up at 5am to get to the studio by 7.30am. Then we'd work on building a dancer. Flexibility, strength, weight transfers, spirals, breath, facials, rooting. My experience was expanding. I danced in LA, New York, Cannes, Rome, Mexico. When my body was, dance was. People didn't understand what I was doing or why it mattered to me so much. Why turn your life around to dance? Because I couldn't not. On Saturday to mark seven months of commitment, I performed for my friends and family. It's hard to explain what dance has become for me, but the goal was to share what I have through movement. It was such a fulfilling experience and just the beginning. Thank you to all the dancers in class who helped guide me. Thank you to my teachers, Charlie, Daisy, Whitney, Megan, Lauren. Your love, guidance, and friendship means so much to me. Thank you to my friends and family for your support, and thank you to my body for growing with me. You, I can sense your cringe. I can sense it coming from you. Well, are you feeling it or what? Okay, so I was, I was. And then I read Ruby's notes. What does Ruby say? Tell us. So Ruby said, I can't tell if she's been fully serious. It seems like she is, but I'm also truly baffled if she is. I, <laughs> I opened the Instagram comments and fully expected her to be ripped to shreds, but everyone was being really, really supportive. And I've just gone on the comments as well, and everyone's saying, this is beautiful, this is incredible, this is amazing, like, I'm so proud of you, this is fantastic, well done. And I feel like it's actually just one of those rare things where someone's been really earnest about something that's genuinely changed them and it's been received really well. And Ruby said, this has got me thinking about Tube Girl and how we've collectively decided that something we would have all found really cringe maybe a year ago is actually an awesome example of self-expression and self-confidence. I wonder if we're in our acceptance era on the internet. Okay. And I think that's such a good take. That is such a good take, but can I say the exact opposite? (laughs) I think that Tube Girl is quite a scary movement in social media because I think it's one, it's like, um, okay, here's my theory. I think it's making us feel like how we come across on social media is almost more important than how we come across in real life. Like if you're on the Tube and people are commuting and you're putting your phone on 0.5 and like doing these elaborate movements, taking up a lot of space and doing things that like probably shouldn't, maybe they weren't acceptable on the tube because they're like not a good use of public space. Like I wonder if we're learning that a performance that looks good on social media is becoming more important than how you are in real life. And I find that actually quite scary. Oh my God, we're actually living in the metaverse. No, like I'm That's like, actually quite terrifying. Because I don't ever think of it like that. I have been seeing all these things about how it's so good for confidence. And obviously her messaging by her, whoever her PR is, or um, just her, like, you know, when you do something and then you feel like you have to explain it, even though you're just trying to be quirky and random, like I assume her first video was. And then it became all about self-confidence. I was like, I actually think... A tube, if you had 20 people doing that, would not leave any people that are pregnant to sit down, would not leave anyone commuting to like be able to have a comfortable commute. You'd be in the background of all these random videos. Like, I think it's a weird, scary movement for... It's actually... I mean, I literally got the tube here tonight and I could not move because it was rush hour and, and it was, I was pressed against about 50 yes. people. And imagine if everyone was just trying to make a video to look cool on social media. That like, is so... Yeah. And I also think it kind of ties into... And you wrote about this for the newsletter, I think, around like 
what if something that you post isn't for absolutely everyone? Yes. And you talked about like putting a super content. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And what about me? What about me? Is th- this one. And it's like, oh, here's a bean soup recipe. And someone's like, what if I don't eat beans? And it's like, it's like don't, don't cook it. Yeah. I don't know. Don't cook the recipe. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit of that as well. It's like, uh, this content's for me. Yeah. And me alone and how I'm portrayed. But what about the like, what about the people around you just I trying know. to get home? So, but I think... I think Ruby's take there and the tie to Tube Girl is really fucking smart. And I think half of me is like, what an expression of self-confidence. But then half of me is like, no, if the internet didn't exist, none of us. I mean, maybe we'd all be dancing on tubes like Brie Larson. But I, I'm i unsure whether this is just an extension of our online performance. Um and it just, I don't know, that's the type of shit that I think about all the time. And I'm like, when I'm watching that trends. That is fascinating. Yeah. You should write about this this week, I yeah. think, Liz, for the maybe, maybe I should. Um, I will say, do I care about the Brie Larson thing? Yes, because I would never have picked up on that. No. And it's, uh, it's I'm not going to lie, I know it's earnest. It's also really weird. Like, it's also just super weird. Um, I care, and I think I think it's I think it's nice to see someone posting something and people being positive about it in the comments. Oh, yes. I will say that, and we should say More the comments were limited, and I'm here for limited comments. Siska has limited comments; only people that follow us can comment on shit, and it's made my life like a hundred percent better. So that's a that's a tip. But Laura, what we actually want to talk about, what we've been wanting to talk about for a few weeks, is the year of the celebrity breakup, and on that. The sort of interesting debuts we've been seeing as of late. There is so much to talk about here. You know where we're at this. Where? Where, where, where? Taylor. Taylor and Travis Kelsey. I'm obsessed. Is it all PR for the NFL? What do you think? Oh. No, I think it's legit. So do I. I I'm hot for it. I think it's fucking cool. I also love that Blake Lively was there with her. Oh my God. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are just always with Taylor. And also she's collecting divorcees because she also had Sophie Turner with her, whom we know because we listened to my solo pod last week is in quite a messy separation from Joe Jonas. She also had Laura Hugh Jackman with her. What? She had Hugh Jack. She is collecting divorces. I tell you what, she is like the hype girl to end all hype girls. She had Hugh Jackman with her? Yes. Is that not so random? It's totally random. And Paul Rudd was there too. So it was Wolverine, Ant Man, who was Ryan Reynolds? Green Lantern. She had all these superheroes. And Gossip Girl? What? And Gossip Girl. And the person from. Um, Game of Thrones and Sabrina Carpenter. Anyway, I think Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is so hot. I'm like so into it. I absolutely loved what you posted the other day on Cisco, which was like what? <laughs> explaining football. <gasps> via. Like, so a touchdown is like a joint slay and <laughs> something else is like, yeah, she really gagged for that. <laughs> and all the comments were like, you do not understand football. You <laughs> And you were like, and correct. <laughs> and I was like, tell me that you don't understand humor by telling me. Ugh. Anyway. Um, okay. I'm quickly going to run through some of the breakups. And okay. any any you want to comment on, you just interrupt me. Okay. So Sophia Vergara and Joe, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Manjanello. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. So he's really cool. Anyway. They've just ended their seven-year marriage due to oh. 
different attitudes. Reese Witherspoon and her partner Jim Toth are divorcing what? after 11 years of marriage. Yep, due to a great deal, not due to, after a great deal of care and consideration. Oh, I know that this this is actually going to make me sad, all of these. I wasn't prepped emotionally for this. Okay, we obviously have Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Mm. That's the one that, like, really shook me. We have Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn, which was the thing mm. that sort of kicked... I think my theory is that made everyone feel confident enough to go public with their own divorces. That is your theory? Yes. That is very interesting. I feel like th- between that and Ariana Grande leaving Dalton and getting with SpongeBob... I think those two were like, in everyone else, I think was like, right, the heat will not be so much on us. Plus, we're now just part of a wider trend. Let's just announce it. I mean, the I Trojan horse it. Yeah. I don't think that's really what happened because people are people and they actually have feelings. But. In regards to PR announce, I mean, yeah. varying stories. Like. You know Kiki Palmer also less left oh. Darius Jackson, but he couldn't deal with her being a hot mama, so that's fine. Yeah. Britney Spears and Sam Ascari. This is one that I still need to read way more about because I feel quite shocked. Same, but I feel like every every time Britney gets freed from whatever it is, even if it's from a partner, I'm like, I'm supporting you. Yeah. Um, Sophia Bush and Grant Hughes. Now, apparently that happened quite quickly. Don't know what mm. went on there. Um, Rosalia and her boyfriend, Billy Porter oh. and Adam Smith. Billie Eilish and Jessie Rutherford. Now, for one, for an for a relationship that broke the internet, that actually went quite under the radar for a breakup. I was just going to say I didn't see a thing about their breakup. And do you know what? Billie Eilish probably deserves that because she's been under scrutiny since she was like fourteen. Oh, literally. Al Fanning and Max Minghella, Avril Lavigne and Mod's son, Maddie Ziegler oh. and Eddie Benjamin, Justin Trudeau and Sophie Trudeau. That one's big. That one's big. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. We'll get to the new oh. evolution of that. Bella Hadid and Mark Kalman. Central C and Madeline Argy. And now maybe this has not been fact checked, and I'm really sorry if this is wrong. Emma Chamberlain and Role Model, which would kill me because they are meant to be end game, and they might still be. Oh. Everyone, I am just. I just added that one to the um, list after seeing it on TikTok right before I got on this, so it might be untrue. Oh, and as we said before, Hugh Jackman oh, and his partner of 27, 27 yeah. years. Yeah. And they were like, for a lot of, especially older people, they were like a love exists as long as these people are together because she was like a slightly older woman. She was just very normal looking, very like wholesome. They both seemed like good together. And then, Wow. I mean, so the I was reading something before, and this, because obviously, I don't know, I feel like when you're in something, you think that everyone else is doing it, but we have been talking about this for weeks, because it does feel like every single week there is a new breakup, or separation, or divorce, and I think what's interesting is they're not of, like, short-term things, these are of, like, decades-long relationships. I know. And you gotta, I think you do have to talk about the timing and what it all means. So there's a few, there's a few articles rolling around the internet citing okay. different things. But the first one that I wanted to talk about is that 19% of Brits are thinking of calling time on their relationship in 2023, which is huge. That's 19%. Like, that's almost a fifth of the population that are in relationships that are like, 
Yeah. So a poll of adults questioned on behalf of a charity, Relate, found that nearly a fifth of those in relationships have thought about the prospect of divorce or separation in 2023. The reason being more than a third said they expect the cost of living crisis to put pressure on their relationships. Sorry, capitalism is ruining, like, love. After the 2008 economic downturn, a study found that couples worst affected by the recession were eight times more likely to suffer a relationship breakdown. January 9th is also known as Divorce Day, as lawyers tend to see a peak in inquiries after tensions come to a head over Christmas or people look for a fresh start. And this is just one of the reasons. I think cost of living crisis is very genuinely the pressures that that puts, like, on everyone. I think money across the board is, like, the number one cause of disagreement in relationships. So I can absolutely see how that is possibly one of them. However, I do think there's also more at play here. One of these these celebrities, sorry, these celebrities, sorry, aren't feeling the cost of living crisis. Exactly. Exactly. And I think there has to be something to be said for and I think this will be cliche but we are now three years out of the pandemic (gasps) and when I say say out but when I say out we're not even what are we one year out if we think about it I mean one and a half maybe New Zealand was still in it in like March last year (gasps) oh my god when you think about it yeah and I think and one thing that's gone around a little bit is the possibility of this kind of idea that we had no choices you know, during the pandemic, we had all of our, all of our options. Everything was so, so limited. People, you know, fell in love with the people they were with, got together, got made it work. Some, a lot, I think there were a lot of divorces. I can't remember what the statistics were, but I think it was very much like a make or break. And now we're in this time where all of our options are back. We have a lot of choice. We're in our anything Barbie era, which we've talked about as well where all of a sudden all the different people we've been told to be, it's like actually just be any one of them all at the same time if you want to be. Wow. And actually, like, we've had so much of our lives decided by things outside of our control Mm. that now people are going, am I I happy enough? And, like, you were in a COVID-19 lockdown era relish. Do you feel any of the, like wow, now I can go and make all my own choices? Or are you like, I've uprooted my life because I love this person and I'm still good? Sorry, quite a personal yeah. question to put No, I think for me, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, damn, that is me. But I, unfortunately, I do think I've gone the opposite way where yes, yes. I'm in a relationship where I feel like we can, we make so many choices and have so much. Yes. But can do it together and can do really exciting things. So I feel I feel very much not that way. But isn't it I weird think to think you were in a COVID era? That is weird to me. It feels like That's even crazy. though I don't know you two as a duo that much. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it feels like you've been together for like ten years. I know, I know. It really does. Wow. But okay, again, again, do you think that celebrities like? I just can't see this being the reason that celebrities who famously felt the effects of the pandemic less than all of us and mm. always had choices. Like, Well, there is another thing, which, again, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, and it's going back to my favorite, favorite woman, Esther Perel, who is an incredible psych- psychologist, psychotherapist, and she has a podcast where she essentially relays couples therapy sessions that she's had 
um, dubbing the voices. So it's pretty incredible. But she talks about this idea that, you know, never before in the history of our family life has emotional well-being of the couple been actually part of the survival of the family at all. You know, people would be miserable together for decades and decades, but they were stuck for life together because once you were married, that was it. There wasn't really a way out, particularly if you were a woman. Like, it was extremely hard to kind of end a marriage, end a relationship. And then on top of this, we've now added this need to kind of have romantic relationships with the people that we're with. We want belonging. We want companionship. We need, like, also, and this is something we've talked about a fair bit as well, like, this need for individualization within the marriage. There's more and more things that we're asking of the person that Mm. we're with that once the entire support community around the person and couple used to also provide and help them with which in this I don't know particularly in this time of our lives it feels like we're asking for so much from the person that's with us that if someone wasn't able to get that and was isolated from other people in their lives I don't know I can see why it would be hard and also I feel like we're moving into this um era and we've kind of talked about this me and you of like people moving in with their friends or people starting to value friendship over relationship and like polyamorous relationships and like these different ways of settling down or like living your adult life that i'm like these celebrities are not immune to those trends they are probably also like that either like oh why don't i live with my friends or why don't I live with my family or why don't I do this or they're like actually I want to date more people than this person I've been with for 18 years which again they must feel like they have all the options in the world and maybe it's not the best thing to just be like I could dump this one to try and get a better next one but it is just there's something about the way we've seen so many like them getting the confidence to just publicly do what they need Mm. to do Mm. that's I think the different mm. thing that we're seeing these things were normally swept under the rug or people were kept in very unhappy relationships because they felt they couldn't leave they were trapped in them or it was like conscious uncoupling and blah 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 it's like no we've separated like we've it's just that's what it is well I think also and I don't know it's like we no longer tie people's intrinsic worth particularly women to the people that they're associated with yeah, we're moving into true. you know like that's no longer you don't need a partner to succeed and yeah. like that shift is definitely happening I mean not across the board but very slowly I think yeah it's just yeah. really really interesting time and something I was thinking about today as well in line with this is like timelines are shifting so far out like you don't have to have everything together by 30 anymore and have yes. a partner and a baby and the house and the job like people are getting married at 70 on their fifth yeah. marriage people are having children later in life than they've yeah. ever had them before That's like so true everyone's timeline shifted and i think for a lot of people despite the fact they might have been in relationships for a very long time they're realizing they could have a whole other life uh, yes and that's so freeing. I reckon that's so freeing. And like celebrities, we always say they're a reflection of us or we will take from them like what we will end up doing. And if they need to do this in public for them people to feel confident enough to do it in private, so be it. And that mm. is where pop culture intersects with the world. But Laura, okay, do you have any debuts for us? Any relationship oh. debuts? Because let's get positive for a second. Let's get, okay, one that I really want to talk about that I sent to you that I don't, I feel like this is going to be niche and no one's going to care apart from me. But did anyone else see Bill Nye and Anna Wintour like months ago? I can't, I think they debuted at the Met. 
I thought he was dating someone young. Wait. Wait. No, they still... D- wait. I don't think... It was never confirmed, wait. but she brought him along. Bill and I and Anna Wintour confused fans when they appeared together on the Met Gala red carpet only to insist they're just friends. Do you know what? I love it even more then. Okay. Yeah, because we love friendship debuts on I the red carpet. that was... It was so random. It's so niche. Who else um, has gotten together? Okay. Well, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet, doll. Kylie... Oh, that one... That one's wild. I know. That one's I, wild. I, okay, do you like it or not? I think I do because it's interesting. Same. It's like Kendall and Bad Bunny. Oh, okay. That's another one. That's another one. That's another well, one. I'm really into Kylie and Timothy Chalamet because I think Tilly, Timothy Chalamet is fucking hot. I really and want so to see Willy Wonka. <gasps> Same. Um, I also think Millie and yeah. Liam, Love Island, round two, they debuted. So uh, Did they? Yeah, so they broke up for a while, and then Millie's been kind of soft launching, you know, she'd show like an arm or a leg, <gasps> and then posted a photo of them together at a music festival in the UK. Um, okay. This is an old one, but Rita Ora and Taika, because I feel like that was a really interesting one. And because she doesn't know that he's Māori? Well, not- this was an article that I think the spinoff ran a while ago. And it was when she was on, I think it's on The Voice that she's on, and a Samoan singer was on there, and she said, I'm married to half a Samoan man. Yeah. But and Taika is Maori. Yeah. So? Which, I'll link the article in the show notes, because it was a brilliant article. Will you? But or will you? I, I have all my links here for my show notes, oh, thank you very much. Okay, I've got one that I really care about, and I don't know if you will, and it's not confirmed. Shakira and Lewis Hamilton and and Stanley Tucci Light will care about this you tell him I'll tell him you tell him Shakira and Lewis Hamilton question mark and just send it to you no I know no he needs to get back on that bandwagon because I'm missing his F1 content Um, I'm obsessed with that if it's true and if it's real because that seems really hot for me Um, okay okay Avril Lavigne and Tiger, because that throws what? A, that is that is a big web of Kardashianness. Oh, have you seen that person who's done the the whole web of it before? Yes, it's a lot. Honestly, tell us if we're missing any because I feel like we're really focused on the breakups because that's just who we are. Laura, I do have one question for you. Yeah, go on, go on. What's on your radar? Oh, I thought you'd never ask me. I well, first of all, the Kardashians. I've been all across it. I need to get into that. Um, also, The Morning Show, back for a new season. Because <gasps> the second season sucked. The first season was oh, amazing. We were saying and this. Now third I'm... season's banging. Really enjoying it? it. Yeah. Okay. Third season's great. And also, and I think this is more me than you, Only Murders in the Building final is tonight. I will be that watching after this. Anyone, anyone listening, you. if you watch it, talk to me, because Lucy's left me out here on my own with that one. I know left you outside alone well okay mine is i have not yet started the i think i said this last week in my solo pod but i've not yet started the (laughs) last season of sex education oh i haven't either i've been i'm I'm re-watching it though from the start because it's such a good show yeah i think you should yeah and you know what on everyone's radar should be going to pre-order make it make sense our book (gasps) that's coming out i was just gonna say yeah go on loose where can i in the uk where can i pre-order it 
Um, well, you can pre-order at the link in the show notes that will give you all the places you can pre-order in the UK. Everywhere that the landing page tells you you can, you can. And please do because pre-orders are like what make people think it's going to be successful and what make bookstores order it. So if you want it in a bookstore near you, first pre-order it. But anyway, so glad to be back. Oh, it's beautiful. As, as a duo, as we should be. And next week... We're going to be recording one in person. Actually, you're going to hear that in two weeks' time. But soon, you're going to get one in person. Which will be pure chaos. Well, it'll be good because I won't have to be in a We're going to put the Blue Yeti to work. (gasps) That Blue Yeti that we've both had to now lug across the other side of the world. They've seen some things. They have, including us in forts. But anyway, everyone, we love you and hope you liked our celebrity, what, breakup, makeup, debut why yeah <laughs> why why we didn't give you the answer but we gave ruby gave us a really good should be here bye okay bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.